Thanks for listening. Join us now for Perry and Shauna Replay from 89.3 Modi Radio. Talking about learning to hear from God. And this can feel, I think, a little bit mysterious sometimes. Like, Yeah, it's like some sort of mystical experience that you need to enter some maze and you're making sure you turn the right way. It's a labyrinth. Will I find my way through it? I know, right? And I remember... Oh, back when I lived with my parents, there was a gal who went to our church. Her name was Terry. And I just remember her frequently saying, like, well, God told me to. And it would just kind of make my co- my head cock a little bit sideways. And I'd be like, hmm. Did he really? Yeah, yeah I don't know where that came from or how that happened or what you, what you mean when you say, of course, I never asked her. I just kind of rolled with it. But I was like, I don't get it. And I think a lot of a lot of the time you know, we, we read the stories of the Bible and we see that God did speak. Of course he did, right? He spoke Mm -hmm. to Moses and he spoke to Daniel and Noah, but like they're Moses and (laughs) Noah and Daniel. And we just don't anticipate that God's going to speak to ordinary folk like us. Right. But he does. God speaks to ordinary people. The book experiencing God by Henry Blackaby and Claude King. Fantastic book, by the way, if you've never read it, I just, Get a piece of pen and paper, jot this down, Experiencing God, Henry Blackby and Claude King. It's amazing. But Henry's grandson, Daniel, was really struggling with insomnia. Actually, I heard Daniel's dad tell this story, but when he was a teenager. So he would he would sometimes go like three days without sleeping. I can't even imagine that. If I get a bad night's sleep, I'm not usually too good the next day. We both didn't yeah, get a good night's sleep yeah, we, on we Sunday night. Yeah, we were both kind of dragging here yesterday, hoping we can make it through the morning Yeah, show. yeah. Todd came in. He was like a breath of fresh air. We're like, woo, we need your yeah, energy, exactly. buddy. But yeah, going without sleep, I can't even imagine going three full days, 72 hours without any sleep whatsoever. And he cried out to God to let him sleep. It just, it wasn't coming. And the nights were hard, but... If the days were hard, you know, when you're not getting any sleep, like you were saying, we right. were pushing through yesterday, right? And then the nights were dark and lonely and it was just such a struggle. And they were being honest with sharing with other people what Daniel was going through. He shared it with his youth group and they shared it with the whole church. And so people knew, you know, that Daniel was struggling with this, but he just really struggled to know if God was like seeing him or if God cared about him because his prayers were going unanswered and he kind of got to the point where he had a dark night of the soul was three o'clock in the morning. He's wide awake. The whole world is asleep. Everything is dark. And he just cried out to God and he's like, do you even know that I exist? Do you even care? Do you love me at all? And a cup, he made it through that night, praise God. But a couple of days later, he ended up getting a letter in the mail from a girl from his church who was like an acquaintance, not somebody that he knew well, But because she was a part of his circle, she certainly knew what Daniel had been going through. And I'm going to guess this was probably at a time of life when cell phones uh, still weren't really that, and and social media probably wasn't a real big thing yet. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't really that long ago, but Mm -hmm. it wasn't, um, you know, it wasn't like five years ago either. I don't know, maybe like 10 years ago or something like this has happened. But so he gets this letter in the mail, snail mail, from this girl from church, and she Read, he reads the letter and basically she explained to him that she'd woken up in the middle of the night and she just felt a burden on her heart for Daniel. So, you know, she did what you would do. She prayed for him and then she thought she'd go back to sleep. And she just really, really had this strong sense from the Lord that she was supposed to get a message to Daniel. And so she's like, well, 
should I call him? And then she looks at the clock. It's three <laughs> o'clock in the morning. And just like, I can't call him. So she kind of resorted to pulling out, you know, a piece of paper and a pen and just saying, okay, you know, okay, I'll write this down. Cause she could not sleep mm-hmm. until it was done. She just felt like God would not let her go back to sleep. This was urgent and it needed to happen. So she jots down, Hey, God wants you to know that he sees what you're going through. He knows you and he loves you. And he just won't let me get to sleep until I tell you. So this might seem weird, but I'm just sending this letter out of obedience. you know. Right. And she just pops the letter in the mail. Well, Daniel opens it up. He reads it. He goes running over to her house and he's like, when, when did you write this letter? She's like, um, it was a couple of days ago. He's like, what time were you writing this letter? She said, it was three o'clock in the morning and I know it was three because I felt like I should call you, but it couldn't because it was three o'clock in the morning. This is how God speaks, you guys. You know, one thing that impressed me there is that uh, he didn't, God didn't impress her to say, I see you and I am going to heal you. No. He just said, I'm going to be with you yeah. in this. I see you. I've got you. I've got this. But this is the kind of thing that we get to be a part of when we hear the voice of God, when we're willing to listen. And I know the whole mystery part of it, like the whole mystical thing, like, please don't let that throw you off track. If you have a thought in your mind to do something for someone, to jot them a note or to call them, like, man, trust that that's God prompting you and do it. Yeah. And it certainly was in line with what God's word says. He says he sees us, he hears us, he loves us, he knows us by name. And there are Daniels all around us mm. who need to know that God loves them. And it, it could be just a simple, simple thing. But trust that God is speaking to you. And the more that you respond in obedience, you know, you get that nudge, like jot him a note and you write the note and then you find out it came in a timely manner, the more you're going to gain confidence that God is speaking to you. He's revealing things to you of heaven, things that you couldn't know outside of his divine intervention. And we get to be a part of speaking his love to the world. That's why we're here to be the love of a God to be the love of God to a world that desperately needs him. So let's keep our eyes open today for what God's up to and be ready to respond. Here I am, Lord. Send me. Well, I don't know about you, but I certainly have had times in my life where I've told God, you know, I, I really, I really need to hear from you. You know, I'm, I could use a sign here, Lord. Right. I'm you know, kind of in a tight spot. I, I need some help. Uh, yeah, we've probably, if, if you follow Christ for any length of time, you've all been there. You've all been there and you want to know what God has to say about this. Specifically in times of transition, right? You're like, right. am I making the right decision? God, please let me know. Yeah, Give transition, with your, whether whether it's going back to when you're getting out of college and starting to move off into a career, am I going the right way? Or particularly when you're thinking about getting married, am I, am I choosing the right person to, right. to spend my life with? Yeah, all those things you got to make decisions on because they are going to be life-changing and long-term so you definitely want to make sure you're hearing God's voice. And sometimes you just like it if he said, yeah, yeah, that's the right one. Oh, oh by the way, I come over here. I got some things I need to tell you before you do about you, not her. Yeah. But you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And sometimes I wish some of that had happened to me, but some, you know, just school of hard knocks. You got to learn those things We're yourself. On a journey, a journey on a of journey. learning. All right. So there we, there we go.
So some people say, well, you know, if you had more faith, you you might be able to figure this out, that God would speak to you. Or uh, somebody says, I've got a word. God gave me a word to speak to you. Well, maybe, maybe that might be true. Uh, Somebody says, God doesn't want you to be unhappy. Mm, Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Or they say, God wants you to be healthy. What does that say to those of us who aren't? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it says that maybe we lack faith and we should always be healthy. Well, now again, all these sound good on the surface, but may not reflect the truth. And Graham Lotz, in a devotional she wrote called How to Know God's Voice, says an authentic voice is biblical. So that's always a good place to start. If any word that somebody is sharing with us, any counsel anybody is sharing with us, it certainly should line up with God's word. Absolutely. So we need to be sure to make that comparison. Jesus had harsh words for the Pharisees because they were doling out all this advice. They put out all these rules and add-ons. If you want to be good with God, this is what you've got to do. This is what you've got to work at. And Jesus says, you guys aren't even close. You aren't even close. You will cross the sea to convert somebody and then make him twice a son of hell as he was before. That's pretty harsh language. That's real harsh. That's pretty harsh. So we want to make sure we're not in that camp uh, when we're trying to be the voice of God to somebody else. And we certainly don't want somebody to be that to us. So we we know that it's going to be a voice that is biblical. and we, we and we'll know the real thing as we study God's word because you know just like currency, the bank tellers know how to tell the good stuff because they study the real thing. They don't bother looking at the fakes; they'll know it when they see it. Right. So that's one of the reasons it's so important for us to dig deeper into God's word and and not just take the pastor's word for it, not to take Chuck Swindoll or Tony Evans' word for it, or Mark Job's, or even. Shauna's or mine or Perry's word. I heard somebody refer to that. Like, you know, if we were to only receive our learning from somebody else, like, um, like secondhand gum. Mm, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Not very attractive, but no, like open up the word of God and learn and check and see. And here's the thing. God speaks to us in a personal voice. He wants to have a personal relationship with us. So it's not like it's going to be this dry, dull thing. We can make it that way. We can make it a chore. But understand that he wants us to spend time alone, like the shepherd bonding with his flock by personally speaking to each of them so they know his voice. Know that God wants to do the same thing with you. He wants to have that personal relationship with you. Uh, so, you know, again, let's not be enamored by somebody who seems to have the right credentials because the only person who has all the right credentials is Jesus. And if, mm-hmm. we, if we're following him right and we're looking at others that, we're, that we know are following him right as well, we can usually stay on the right track. Yeah, I think one of the cautions, too, in, you know, not being in the Word of God yourself and trusting other people that they're saying, you know, what God would say right is there's the possibility there too of just a, of idol worship you know mm. you begin to think well if scott hears from god right. why don't i just ask scott <laughs> and you bypass you know that god wants you to so come to I'm, him. I'm going to be a christian because so and so is this person therefore i'm going to be a christian but you're not really following christ you haven't really accepted him to be yeah. your shepherd it, it's all about following him so uh Know that the authentic voice of God is powerful. 
He wants to save us, to keep us from error, to give us the comfort and strength that we need. It may not always and usually doesn't come in the way that we expect or want, but he has promised that he will guide us. He will lead us in the way that we should go. What matters most to us, our faith, as we step into our day. And we're talking this week about learning to hear the voice of God. And I know that it's kind of mystical and, you know, it's very unclear exactly what this looks like or how it goes down. If you have a story of hearing from God, we'd love to hear from you this morning. 800-968-8930. I was reading a blog yesterday from Alice Clark catch the fire. And she was talking about theologian, Dr. Mark Verkler. He's an analytical thinker. And he found that when he sought out answers about how to hear from God, a lot of times people would just say, well, you know, you just know. Well, you know, no. <laughs> and it just felt, it just, it wasn't satisfying yeah, to him. Exactly. He was like, Particularly I need if some. you're somebody that's a little more concrete, you'd like some steps to go in here. Yeah. So he spent a year diving into finding the answer to this question, how do you hear from God? And he ended up in Habakkuk 2, 1 through 2, which says, I will stand at my watch and station myself on the ramparts. I will look to see what he will say to me and what answer I am to give to this complaint. Then the Lord replied, write down the revelation and make it plain on tablets so that a herald may run with it. So out of this scripture, he developed these four keys to hearing God's voice that can help us to Mm. discern whether it's God that we're hearing. And the first one is to just have a practice of being still. Our world goes at such a busy, hectic pace. We're not going to just find ourselves unless, you know, another, unless the pandemic hits again, Lord, let it not be so, uh, <laughs> yeah, in exactly. such a way that we're quarantined and, you know, forced to be in the quiet. We're probably not going to find space for quiet. Even then we found ourselves, you know, trying to fill ourselves endless up with Netflix. Things. Exactly. We want to trying to fill up the space with other things. So we need to be intentional about finding space and time to be alone with God and to be quiet in that time. And I would recommend that you just have a piece of paper and a pen nearby because so often when I'm wanting to quiet myself and hear from God, other random thoughts like interrupt my time with God. And so if I have a piece of paper and a pen, I can just write down those thoughts and know that I'll get to that later. You know, I might be, you know, one of them for me was, I'm sitting with the Lord and, you know, just like thoughts come to me, like wash the dog or switch the laundry or you're out of milk. I mean, just random stuff <laughs> right, like that, right? right? That continually interrupts. So have a piece of paper and a pen and jot that stuff down so that you can know that you're going to take care of it later. You're not going to forget it. And then in that quiet space, ask the Holy Spirit to come and be with you in that moment. Invite his presence. And then number two is to fix your eyes on Jesus. So use your holy imagination that God has given you to imagine Jesus Mm. with you where you are in the car, in the room. I do this every morning on my drive to work. Mm. Just imagine Jesus being with me in the car on my Mm. commute. So picture him there. And then when you can see him in front of you, ask him, Jesus, how do you see me? Or Jesus, what do you want to say to me today? And then allow him to answer that question in your imagination, in your creativity. Number three is listen. Listen. So, so often in prayer, we come with this list of things that we want God to do, even when we're seeking his wisdom, right? Like, God, show me what to do about, here's just a mimic prayer. Okay. Good morning, Lord. I've got such a busy day today. Please show me what to do with, you know, such and such. Uh, give me wisdom about blah, blah, blah. Oh, and be with Jane. She's got a big day ahead of her today. 
love you. Amen. Yada, yada, yada. <laughs> and we're out, yeah, right? right? And mm-hmm. like we've asked all these questions, but we haven't uh, let God speak in any way. There's no silence there. Right. It's like your kids yelling a list to you and then walking out the door. Oh, love you too. <laughs> exactly, right? So give God the opportunity to respond to what you're saying. And it might, it might sound like your own thoughts. We talked about this a little bit yesterday too. But the more that you practice learning to hear from God, the more that you'll be able to distinguish his voice. His voice. Which brings us to point number four. When you do hear from God... Write down what he is saying to you. Just don't worry about punctuation. Don't worry about, you know, being articulate. Don't embellish. Just simply write down what it was that you heard God say in that moment so that you can, you've got it captured. And you can even, if you're questioning, man, was that God or wasn't that God? You can bring it before other people who also listen for God and they can help you to discern whether that sounds like God or not. Yeah, we, we need to quiet ourselves because we are such, um, you know, like as you said, we're so busy. We kind of want a formulaic answer. You know, we wish we could just pick a book off the shelf and saying, if you follow these things, you're going to hear from God. And give yourself some grace in being able to practice this. I think so often when it comes to following Jesus, we think we're supposed to just have everything in an instant. It's supposed to be perfect, you know? Like if you've never prayed out loud, when you pray out loud for the first time, do you sound like Billy Graham? <laughs> Probably not. No, no, I I don't think I will ever sound like that. It's not even close. <laughs> but you got to give it a go. You got to start somewhere, right? So when it comes to learning to hear from God too and being quiet and practicing these things, give it a go. Give it a go and give yourself grace. Thanks for listening to Barry and Shauna Replay. To learn more, text us at 800-968-8930. That's 800-968-8930.